2017 in de Amsterdamse metro iemand kon doodsteken. De 38-jarige Joost Wolters ging na zijn werk naar huis en werd het volkomen willekeurige slachtoffer van O. Volgens het rapport werd de patiënt tien jaar lang zowel in het straf- als in het zorgtraject onvoldoende behandeld. De hulporganisaties waren vooral gericht bezig op hun eigen werkterrein. In Amerika houdt topdiplomaat Taylor zijn openingsverklaring voor de onderzoekscommissie in zaken mogelijke afzettingsprocedure van president Trump. Volgens Taylor wilde Trump per se een onderzoek naar het Oekraïnse bedrijf waar de zoon van presidentskandidaat Joe Biden werkte. Ook zegt hij dat Trump dit onderzoek als voorwaarde stelde voordat hij de beloofde militaire steun aan Oekraïne door zou laten gaan. Er was volgens Taylor zowel een officieel als een niet-officieel diplomatiek kanaal met Oekraïne. En een meerderheid van de Tweede Kamer ziet niets in het plan van het CDA om de diplomatieke banden aan te halen met de Syrische dictator Assad. De partij denkt dat dat de enige manier is om Nederlandse IS'ers in de regio te kunnen berichten. Maar de andere partijen vinden het niet kunnen dat er gepraat wordt met iemand die op grote schaal mensenrechten heeft geschonden. D66-Kamerlid Sjoerdsma noemt dat knuffelen met dictators. Het weer is wisselend bewolkt met kans op regen, vannacht zijn er opklaringen en op de meeste plaatsen blijft het droog. In het noorden is er kans op mist. Het is vannacht een graad of drie bij een matige zuidoostenwind. Morgen is het wisselvallig bij een graad of zeven. Tot zover het radionieuws. Ik ben Choban en wij zijn Student Radio Maastricht. Wij maken programma's uh, over het studentengemeenschap hier. En uh, ons onderwerp voor vandaag gaat over Third Culture Kids. Ik hoop dat jullie het interessant zullen uh, vinden. En het programma gaat nu verder in het Engels. Alright, so for today we'll be talking about Third Culture Kids. Um, uh, before we get further into this, I would just like to welcome you all to a new episode of Student Radio Maastricht. I am Choban Goetze, 
uh, to here to, uh, with my co-host Sachit, and What's we have up? three special guests with us: Leon, Hello, Aliage, and hello. Stephanie. Hello. Now. Uh, as I said before, we're talking about third culture kids or TCKs. And this topic for me and also for Sachit is uh, quite a personal one and also for our guests because we consider ourselves TCKs. Um, now, what exactly TCKs are, we'll get into in just a moment. But <laughs> for now, the biggest thing I think we have in common is that we've been in a lot of airports. Um, now, why is this topic important? Well, I think f for Maastricht in particular, it's quite relevant because it attracts quite a lot of third culture kids. Uh, I guess that has to do with the fact that um, the university and the Hogeschool over here give a lot of cl uh, classes in English. And overall, travel is becoming easier and cheaper. So more and more people are going abroad, uh, settling down there and having their children over there. So. We think it's really important that people are aware of the existence of third culture kids. Um, and we just want people to understand that we are normal, average people with feelings as well. And hopefully this show is going to make people more sensitive about the daily difficulties that we have as TCKs. So anyway, Jovan, are you going to tell, uh, tell our <laughs> listeners that we have three arms or not? Um, not quite <laughs> such it. Not quite. All anyway. right. Enough oh, ranting. I wasn't supposed to say that. So, w would our guests like to introduce uh, introduce themselves? Leon, do you want to have a go? Or? Yeah, okay. Uh, hello, I'm Leon. Uh, I'm 18. I'm studying a master's in the conservatory right now. Uh, I'm half Swedish, half Chinese. So my dad is Swedish and my mom is Chinese. And uh, I was born in Sweden, in Stockholm. And then I grew up there. And then I kind of moved to Singapore and I stayed there for four years and then I grew up for the rest of my life in Shanghai and then now I'm here in Maastricht <laughs> studying music in the conservatory. Very nice, so typical TCK over here. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, hello, uh, I'm uh, Aliash, born and uh, kind of raised for my first few years in Slovenia. Uh, I came to Maastricht uh, last year and uh, I, study, I study European law at the university uh, and also I mean to kind of uh, qualify myself as a TCK, <laughs> I guess. Um, I lived in the in England for a while and also in, in Brussels and I went to an American school so like I have a American culture in my veins. I've been brainwashed by the Americans really, so oh to say. No. Yeah, oh exactly. No. Sad, sad face. <laughs> hey there, I'm Stephanie. Um, so I was born and raised in Zimbabwe in Africa and well, I lived there for 18 years. And, but I'm actually British and now I live in Northern Ireland and I came to Maastricht last year to study classical music. So yeah, experienced a lot of cultures in my life and do think I'm a third. Well, I think people who've heard student radio before have heard me, I'm Sachit. And um, I grew up in one country, but I ended up, um, it's uh, the one country thing is a bit fishy because that, that country tends to have, it has a lot of cultures within it and a lot of languages and a lot of people. And uh, I've, been, I've been around many different kinds of people. And at some point when I grew up and I had friends who had grown up in one place, I realized that they had something that I didn't and I had something that they didn't. And it was a while after that that I discovered that third culture kids is a thing and people, you know, identify as third culture kids when they don't have a home culture to belong to. 
and uh, that's why I'm on this show. I think it's very interesting. I think there are some cool things that we can do. I'm not going to say anything more about our third arms, and there are some <laughs> things we don't have that other people have, etc., etc. So yeah, back to Choban. Thank you. Um, you guys know me. I've already done a show before. Um, uh, to keep it sweet and short, I was born in uh, China. I grew up there for most of my life, um, between there and Belgium. And uh, the one question that I wanted us to discuss about to begin with is, what do you think it means being a third culture kid? Leon, do you want to um, start us off? I think for me, um, it's, it's about your childhood, how you were raised, um, more specifically where you were raised. So you, your family uh, has lived somewhere that's not really, you don't have your roots there. Like you, you don't have family there. Like your grandparents don't live there. You're there with your own family, basically. And then uh, for the first 18 years of your life, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I think like one aspect that really may, that's really like typical of TCKs is the fact that they don't feel at home anywhere. You know, if you ask a TCK where they're from, then it's really difficult for them to be able to say exactly where they're from. But I think just to make it a bit more nuanced, another thing is the term TCK, I feel like it's quite broad, you know? Yeah. You can really have different forms of TCKs. So like in the case of Aliage, you know, you, I mean, if I were, I mean, where, where would you consider yourself to be from? Yeah, exactly. And to go off uh, what Leon said that you, you don't have a comb or you don't have a culture, like I'm kind of a, an outlier on this because I have, uh, I have a home and I have a, you know, a, a national team to support, I suppose, is, uh, you know, when sports comes on. So like I have a, I have a culture that I can still relate to and always go back to. And so I'm, it's not like I'm missing that part of, of my, but but I wouldn't say that this would uh, disqualify me from being a third culture kid. I think that, as you said, Choban, that there's there's so many different varieties. You know, no one no one is unique, and you know we're hearing the, all these guests today as well, and, and uh, about you guys how it's it's different, and you can't just put a definition to something as broad as a as a third culture kid. And absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stephanie, would you like to add something? Yeah, sure. I mean. I was always brought up with like the British culture, but living in Zimbabwe, you find yourself just not really, I don't know, fully incorporated in the society you live in. So although I felt at home in my own home, like with my family, in my culture, when you go outside to school or to the shops, you just feel really different all the time. And then that was for 18 years of my life. And then when I moved to the UK, I then don't feel completely like I belong there either because my upbringing was very different. So yeah, that's yeah. why I think I would be a third culture kid. Thanks, Stephanie. I think that's something I can relate to as well. I just, for me, the idea of a home culture is quite foreign. I think every time I step outside my house, I have to, I, I do, I, you know, of course, a lot of things are familiar to me. Many places are familiar to me, but I automatically switch into this mode of, you know, I have to deal with the outside world now, which I've noticed that other people don't do as don't do it to the same extent. So I guess that's that, that that's what that's what the essence of being a third culture uh, kid is to me. You know, like like I was just saying to Choban earlier that uh, the feeling of uh, of moving into a house and, you know, at, at any point in your life, you have this feeling you, you, you you're just planning how to pack it all back up at some level of your mind, you know, you're just thinking when you buy new furniture 
or you buy a new, I don't know, kettle, you just think, when I have to move away, will I sell this or will I pack it or will I move it or will it go on to the next tenant? And that's just, it's just in on my mind all the time. I've never really felt like, you know, okay, this house, nothing is going to move out of this house. And I don't really mind it, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And if I could just add something to this, it's kind of like the whole furniture. Uh, when I live uh, here, even in Mystic, it's almost like it's not really my home. And sometimes when my parents come visit, they say they visit me in like a mental institution. It's like nothing's there <laughs> to stay, you know. It's like uh, I'm kind of thinking about I don't really belong here or something like that, you know. It's always moving forward or trying to... Uh, relate to the culture you're in. I think it's it's kind of difficult as well. Yeah, I can get that. I mean, um, not everybody likes zero release, right? <laughs> no, I think zero release is quite nice. But back to German. <laughs> anyway, for our next track, we'll be having a nice listen to uh, a one very famous Nigerian musician, a famous one and only Fela Kuti. This is Water Get No Enemy. Thanks, Water Jermaine. Get No Enemy. If I might speak a little bit about the playlist, I we just thought that you know it would be cool to have a playlist of music from all sorts of places with all sorts of diverse influences since that's what this episode is about. So the playlist is not, I mean, I, I'm not sure I would call it fusion, but it is fusion, but we're looking for fusion that really sounds authentic. Mm, yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that there are some really delicious tunes. And I say delicious, I underline delicious here, chosen Absolutely. by Sachi primarily and me that you can really, really look forward to. Yes. Please enjoy. Enjoy.
and go wash. Now what are you going to do? Toba fesebe, oh milo malo. If you want cook soup, now what are you going to do? bang bono, oh milero. If your head is hot, now what are you going to do? bandaba, oh milo malo. Child they grow, water can go use. <laughs> if water kill your child, now what are you going? Hello again, this is Student Radio Maastricht, and we're doing an episode on third culture kids. And I'm Sachitan, I'm the ho- I'm the host in tech, and I really don't feel like putting off Philakuri's fantastic life advice, which is the grooviest life advice and super advice I've heard in my entire life. So we're just gonna continue while he goes on in the background doing his awesome thing. What's up, Choban? What's next? Right. Well, coming back to TCKs, um, the next question that I wanted to ask you guys is, um, where do you consider your home and why? Because for me, um, if I would, you know, very often when I meet a new person, they are always asking, where are you from? You know, and it's really hard for me to be able to answer that question. That's when you use your third culture, third arm and karate chop them. Exactly. (laughs) I, I'm really loving this third, <laughs> this third arm <laughs> 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 thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, a reoccurring joke. Because they can't see us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. it's invisible in the first four dimensions, so it's like... <laughs> right, but that's really the question that a lot of th- TCKs are dreading, you know, where is your home? And for me, like, it, I have no home, basically, you know. And so I was wondering, do you guys feel the same? Or um, do you actually have a home that you... Um, I talked to my dad about this yesterday. Because the, the third culture kids, things like that, the home is a very important like subject. And uh, so he told me when we were like, uh, when we moved to Singapore, or no, when we moved to Shanghai, we had lived uh, abroad from Sweden like six years. And uh, he asked my sister, where what do you consider home? And she didn't know what to answer because she's like 13 years old or something and she doesn't know what to say. It's like, I don't know. I lived uh, in, in Sweden and Singapore, now moving to Shanghai. It's really weird for her. So like after a while, she said, "Just like where you and mom is, so where your family, where your family is, that's where your home is." Aww, yeah, that's that such that's a really good nice. answer. Yeah, thirteen-year-olds yeah. so. know everything. I think. Yeah, yeah isn't yeah. that what Ender's Game is about? <laughs> hmm? Isn't that what Ender's Game is about? I think so, yeah. (laughs) I would totally agree. Like, for me, it sounds cheesy, but home is where the heart is. And, yeah, for me, my home is where my family is as well. That may may or may not be the basis for one of my passwords. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Yeah. Aliash wanted to say something? Uh, Yeah, I think um, I'm the only one here that can really point out their home. It's kind of like Slovenia is where I was born. So it's like, have a home base, and then you... You, you run around a little bit and you move somewhere else and you come back and you, you, you know. Um, I think it's important to say that my my dad is military, so it's kind of a little bit different. So it's kind of going going away and then coming back and going away and coming back again. So And why do you think you have that strong connection with Slovenia compared to like other TCKs? Um, I think that it's, it's, yeah, I mean, also where my family is. And also I, I go there a lot and I try to keep the keep the touch. I think I remember that when I was little, when we would we moved for the first time, and we didn't speak the language of the other country we were in, and they always told us keep speaking your own language at home, and and now only now I can realize that that was really important when I'm trying I'm I'm starting to forget my own language, and I now I can 
I can appreciate that my parents when we were speaking our own language now I can still come back and relate um, yeah right well I mean the thing is I also speak well I'm half Belgian right so I speak uh, Dutch to to some extent as well but still I feel like there's a there's like a gap between people from Flanders and myself a cultural gap despite speaking the same language and I also speak Chinese as well and there it's even worse you know I'm definitely not Chinese you know yet I was brought up there most of my life so you know I think saying that language is important sure yeah it's important but it, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a connection with uh, with culture you know yeah no, I completely agree but I think it has to connect with how we live in a in a multicultural society how we are this I mean, I don't know what the right word is now. Melting pot? I don't know. But, uh, you know I don't know. It's, it's a like word we've heard off enough. So yeah. Yeah. Or, I guess or, it works. Or, or, I think yeah. it's like a salad now or something. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. But so we, we, we do live I in like this. That one. Yeah, so we do live in this uh, multicultural. So even if you do speak uh, the same language, it's it's difficult to, to connect with the culture, you know? Yeah. I, I think I know what that feels like because even like even if you speak English, you can speak English to so many different people, for instance, with completely different cultures. Uh, languages, um, I think languages are one of the cornerstones of this kind of strange experience. Moving somewhere and uh, there was one point when I moved and, you know, I, did, I didn't understand the whole language thing. Like, you know, you should speak the language of the place you've moved to because the language spoken there was really close to one of the languages I speak, so I never learned it. And of course, that, that meant that it was more difficult for me to associate with the culture. Moving here, I've been trying to learn Dutch and uh, like Aliash, I'm quite conscious of the fact that Dutch is replacing one, some language somewhere in, in my little brain, you know? So yeah. Yeah, uh, as to Chuban's original question, where is home? I have no idea. It's just where the doormat and the key is, I guess. I, I've just learned to adapt and uh, I get what Aliash was saying about just being on the run, except that I never really had, you know, like I grew up being on the run from some from place to place, except that there was never a from. So as I grew up, I was like, where are we? Where are we moving away from? You know, where do we go back to? But there's no going back. And there's also there's also no reaching somewhere. So it's just like there's this constant state of transition. And yeah, I guess it's fine now. Yeah, well, I think for me, I, I actually find it kind of sad to say that, you know, you don't really have a place to call home and you don't really have a place to go back to. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. That's actually something I felt as well, as you said, Shoban. I was I felt bad about it when, the, well, well, it depends upon the company you keep, you know, like if you're hanging around people who don't have the same experience as you, if everybody else has a home, they say, oh, I'm going to go home and visit and, you know, I'll have my grandparents and my dog and my, I don't know, vegetable patch and, and your I don't friend, know. your old school friends. Your old school friends, friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have very few friends from, like, school, you know, because yeah. I kept moving and stuff. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and if I can, if I can just jump in there, I have like uh, I, the way I I do it is I call Maastricht like my home, and then when I go where my parents live, which is not my home country, but I say home, home. Yeah. And then when I go to Slovenia, it's home, home, home. <laughs> that, that's where my home, 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 home is, you know. And then it's just gonna keep going like that until wherever I am. You know? I think that's a really good like I think that's fantastic terminology. Let's stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on that note, I think uh, I want to play a track, a pro track next. This is "Where Is the Line" by Bjork. Um, full disclosure: I'm on a, I'm on a huge, huge Bjork phase. That's why I'm playing this track. No, it's also really cool. Where is the line with you? Where is the line with you? 
That was Bjork's Where's the Line? Again, a wonderful, wonderful and unique track from her. Uh, apparently she used uh, Inuit musicians as well as a group of beatboxers to produce this track, hence why it's got like this really special um, backing um, underneath her really unique and wonderful voice. Now, coming back to the theme of today, so third culture kids, uh, the next question that I wanted to discuss about is, um, do you think it is important to love your country? Um, in other words, how important do you think nationalism uh, is as a, as a TCK? Because for me, you know, it's really, or maybe not for me, but um, while, while I was researching this topic, I was looking at a lot of TCK memes and um, <laughs> a lot of TCKs, they refer to the countries that they are officially from as passport countries. So they don't actually refer to it as like their own country. You know what I mean? Um, so I think the general vibe or the general attitude towards uh, where they come from is, is, or is that they don't, they don't love, they don't love their country. And, they don't 
think it's so important to love their country. And I was wondering if, if you guys feel the same, because with me, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't hate where I'm from, but I'm ov- also not overly nationalistic either. I think uh, what you said about TCKs, that, that they don't like their passport country. Um, I definitely don't have that because um, th- I think those TCKs are like, uh, they come from somewhere in Europe or something and then they move somewhere else. But they're, both of their parents are from Europe. My parents, one of them is Chinese and one of them is Swedish. So for me, growing up, I also saw Sweden as a home. I saw China as a home. But I was like, there was this longing to go back to Sweden um, because I was born there. So for me, like, my, when I was younger at least, it was very important for me. But now I've kind of grown out of it. I don't, I don't really think it's important to love your country. I think, it's, I think you can be proud of your country. Like, um, like I was talking about, like, sweet, I can be proud of Swedish inventions and I can be proud of this little country is, um, has a lot of big companies and stuff. So, but I don't really love it, you know? It's weird to say I love my country. I can, I can like it. <laughs> yeah. Ariash, you want to say? Yeah, I mean, I think this is where my American brainwashing kind of comes in, you know, and because uh, I've been brought up around Americans that um, really do love, love their countries. And, you know, we're talking about the Pledge of Allegiance every morning and, you know, standing up and looking to the flag. And it's kind of over for me as a, as a European. But I think it is important to, to have the kind of the love. And I think over time, at first it kind of scared me, but I think over time... It, it's uh, it's okay, you know. It's if they if they feel like that, it's it's fine as long as you have a, a healthy relationship. You know, you can't you can't love your country for anything they do. You have to have a healthy kind of um, balance to it. So if if the country does something wrong, you have to have the courage to recognize that. And I think that's the most important thing in my in my opinion. Um, but I just want to go back to like Chaban's uh, mention when he said, "Oh, the passport country," you know. And I know that you know you especially have. A multitude of passports you know so how the, how do you then decide like oh th- th- this is this is mine you know <laughs> this is where my passport country is or whatever absolutely and also i mean leon like it, you know sure you you're half swedish and your your father is from sweden but i mean i think we know each other right and you you haven't i, I don't think you spend a lot of time in in sweden no so no. like do you consider yourself Swedish and how can you how, how do you justify that then or do um, you ever feel uncomfortable about saying I'm Swedish yeah I always feel uncomfortable about saying I'm Swedish <laughs> or I'm saying I'm Chinese because um, like you said I can speak Chinese I can speak Swedish but I'm not Swedish or Chinese like I don't um, when I when I talk to people that are Swedish I don't really connect it's more a superficial connection just because I know the language um, so no I wouldn't say proudly that I'm Swedish like I'm very, I'm quite unsure about it and would you say you feel more comfortable saying that you're Swedish with people who are not Swedish because that's how I feel you know I'm more comfortable saying I'm from Belgium to people who are not from Belgium whereas if I speak to people who are from Belgium like because they know that's so true. they can tell that yeah. you're not actually from there 100% so then you know it's harder for you to say that and I've been rejected before in my own country um, for not being 100% Belgian, you know? Yeah, I, I totally had that experience where when I'm in one country, I play a lot on my other mm-hmm. culture. For example, when I was in Zimbabwe, like I would always 
emphasize that I'm British because I was so different to the Zimbabweans. But when I was in Northern Ireland, I emphasized that I grew up in Zimbabwe so people would know why I'm different to them. So I think, yeah, you, you always feel like you have to justify yourself sometimes for being different. And do you ever feel like you're overplaying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you ever feel like you're overplaying like one of your cultures? Because I, I, I definitely feel like sometimes I'm having conversations and I feel like I'm overplaying one of my cultures. Um, I wouldn't say overplaying, but I mean, when I just like meet strangers in the street, I always say I'm British or I'm, yeah, because it's easier to understand. So I guess if I did overplay something, it would be that culture. I mean, it was the culture I was brought up in. So I suppose I would, yeah, overplay that a little bit. <laughs> but but I think that's perfectly fine. It's like, that's what makes you unique, you know? And it's kind of a perk of, of being a, a third culture kid is that you can do that, you know, go to go to Zimbabwe and say I'm British and then go to, go to Britain and say I, I grew up in Zimbabwe. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool, right? And it's a good conversation starter as well. I really like Aliash's take on that. That's so true. Um, however, I mean, I I don't know what to think of this question because I generally tend to re reject nation states, and that could be, you know, that could be its own episode. So I'm not going to get into that too far. <laughs> controversial. Controversial. Yeah. But anyway, on that controversial note, I've decided to chuck our playlist out the window for a moment because I really like throat singing, and I had a throat singing phase like a few. I think a year ago and I tried to the learn best throat of singing. Phases. You want to demonstrate? No. Um, <laughs> I, tr I tried. I practiced. I was very bad and then I decided never to practice anything ever again. <laughs> so, but I'm going to play uh, this song called Bayad by Arga Bileg which is a Mongolian throat, uh, Mongolian ethno jazz band and they have a throat singer on, on the band and they just do a great job whatever they do. So here's some really cool music for you guys. Wait for it.
So that was some really cool Mongolian throat singing. Um, one of my favorite genres. Um, I promise that we are done with that kind of music for now, but we will have other kinds of really cool music on very soon. But before we do that, uh, Choban has one last question to ask our third culture friends very briefly, because we, if we do have only a one hour slot. Um, and also our throats tend to get tired after a bunch of hours. So yeah, Choban, roll. Yes. So uh, a final question that I wanted to ask was, um, what is something you would like to say to people who aren't TCKs? Um, I would like to say, spend a year abroad. Um, go somewhere else that you don't, uh, away from your home country and live somewhere different. Like it doesn't need to be too far, maybe in the same uh, continent, but just spend a year abroad and kind of try to learn about a new culture and immerse yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would kind of go against that a little bit. I don't think there's there's any kind of... I mean, if you if you're happy where you are, or if controversial, you're, yeah, and if you're happy where you are, that's also fine. You know, if you're not a throat chicken, it's also just fine. We're all, after all, we're all the same. We're all people. We all just kind of live life and and die in the end, right? So, it's um, I I personally think that to somebody who's not a third culture kid, like you're not you're not missing out in some ways. The same way I'm missing out in in other ways that you have that I don't. Like what? Way, um, I mean, maybe not for me, but for for you guys, for example, having a home or having hammer somewhere to go to, or um, having friends at home. I think that's a big thing for me. Like, I don't have any friends in my home country, for example. So I don't like to go back because of that reason, um, not anything else. So that's a that's something that I don't have that someone that has only lived in their hometown has. So it's pros and cons always. And so I just think that when you see somebody that's lived in so many countries and lived um, experience so many cultures don't take it as like a uh i'm i'm below them or something like absolutely not like you're just the same as we are absolutely and maybe like a flip side to that for people who um who aren't tck's you know when they hear that you like at least with me i always had the impression that whenever i would be open about all the places that i've been to um people they would come to you know this prejudice like oh you're like just some rich kid who can go wherever he wants kind of like arbitrarily you know just as i wished you know i don't know if you guys ever felt that but so what i w would want to say is you know don't judge too quickly based on the fact that we've been all over the world you know we're just normal people and like pretty average people at that it's just that it's our lifestyle it just so happens to be our lifestyle that we we move a lot, you know, and in fact, each time we move, it's a, it's a logical decision that we put a lot of thought into before we made that choice. It really isn't like just splash the cash and, you know, party 24-7, <laughs> 365, you know. You wanted to say something? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot. Uh, That's all right. It, it happens to us as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would totally, like, I, remember. I would totally agree. Like, just make sure you embrace people, embrace their cultures. Just don't judge. And, yeah, just try to learn more about people because it can also teach you things for yourself. It can teach you how to socialize better, how to just be one with other people no matter where you're from. So I think it's a really great lesson to learn. 
I like what Stephanie and Chavana both said. It's I, I'm liking the vibe in this room. You know, it's very nice, <laughs> very nice. But yeah, I think the one the one takeaway I'd like to I'd like for people to have is not to judge too quickly, as Chavana said. But I th- and I think that really extends to everything. Like it's not just about where they come from, or it's about how they look and what they say the first time they meet you. Yeah. Just just wait until you form an opinion about people. Allow them to express themselves. Allow them to be themselves before you say, "Oh, they're that kind of person." I mean, we might have third arms, but we're just like you in every other way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Trevor, I'm no, going to ruin your episode. <laughs> uh, I think Leon had something cool to say as well. Yeah. So I think, like you guys are saying as well, like just um, I think the most important thing is to have an open mind. What I meant by spending a year abroad is I think that everyone should um, eat in order Asian to, food. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, that's <laughs> totally really important agree. too. Yes. That's very important. But <laughs> um, spending a year abroad to have the kind of experience that we've had to be able to see that we're actually not that different. That's what I'm trying to get at. I think I think I, I think I get that as well. Um, I think that the surest way to get people to open their minds and to kind of understand what, what, what we're seeing here. I mean, I'm not saying that people cannot understand, but nothing opens your minds like going somewhere like you're seeing and meeting people and, and realizing that you have to put aside your entire system of biases and your, you know, your expectations to really understand what these people are like. And then you begin to realize um, what Aliash said that you know we're all kind of we're all kind of the same eventually you know all this the cultural stuff it's it doesn't separate us as much as we think, and I think that helps us all be better humans. Mm. Absolutely, and also another thing that I wanted to uh, say to people oh uh, to other people um, uh, who aren't TCKs is and this is kind of a practical thing, um, and I don't know if you guys agree or not. If you disagree, then please <laughs> voice it. Um, but he doesn't don't mean that he's a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me where I'm from. I don't oh know boy. if anybody has. Oh <laughs> boy. I don't know if anybody has this. Or if if you do, and I I say like one place, you know it. You know you can just leave it at that for for now. You know because I don't know about you guys, but but Chuban, where are you really from? <laughs> 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 Here we go again. Exactly. Yeah. I think Aliash had something yeah, to say. Yeah, I, I wanted to kind of intervene because I think we've been we've been talking about kind of what other people think of us and how other people should perceive us. But I do think it's important that we acknowledge how we perceive other people as well, and that we, you know, we also don't see you or, or someone who's not a TCK as as, as different necessarily. No, I of think, course not. I think yeah. that's so important to say, like. You know, when Shaban says, you know, don't ask me where I'm from or something like that. Like, I think that we also shouldn't be saying like, oh, yeah, and then I lived in town and, and, and this is what we do there and blah, blah, blah. You know, I think it's important to to uh, from both sides. And I think that's the, the main issue that, you know, we have as well. Is that, And we've been focusing a lot here on talking about how other people should perceive us. But I think that we also have to look at kind of clean our own backyard and exactly yeah and not be um like to use like a you know a, a word like cocky you know about it i think that it's it's not that it's it's we need to walk different. the talk true true but but yeah, yeah exactly it's just to kind of clarify that we're not yeah trying to um get people to talk to us in a certain way or anything like we're no different we're i mean but the thing is that you know when somebody talks to you it's not like we i have tck branded on my forehead <laughs> so it's really it's it's really exactly. directive about how to talk to people in general and that applies yeah. to literally everybody yeah. and i would never actually go out and say hey i'm a tck that makes no sense you know exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly Anyway, um, before we before we wrap up, I'm I'm gonna play this track, and I'm not gonna tell the people on the table what this track is all about. But let's say it's a cover of a famous song, and when we get back, I want I want to hear your 
quick guesses about what you think what song do you think what what song you think it was one thing i will let you know is that it's the cover is by the Brad Meldau trio if you haven't heard them you absolutely should trying to guess the name of the song we know the baseline is as a as a fellow musician i can i can you know confirm that that is technical terminology for what these lines are that's the baseline it's played on it's played on double bass it's very nice can someone sing the melody did you hear that did you guys hear that keep this go-to karaoke song right there. <laughs> go-to and I'm just gonna say that when we were off radio earlier she was saying that this is an unfair competition because you know there's there are like three musicians on the table he's absolutely right of course it is absolutely unfair to him and Choban but still he got the song so it's not so unfair anymore anyway back to the track sorry than that sweet sweet jazz especially <laughs> when it's not especially when it's a cover of oasis of all bands and wonderwall of wonderwall songs 
Can you imagine, Chavan? This is the song that everybody hates. You know, as soon as there's a guitar somewhere, people are like, "Please don't play Wonderwall." And then the guitarist always plays Wonderwall, and then you know what happens. But this is one time I don't mind listening to Wonderwall again. Look oh. at the Brad Meldau trio. These guys are great. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. If somebody came up to me and started playing this version of Wonderwall, I don't think I would complain. Absolutely at not. All. I, I would pay real money to see the Brad Meldau trio live. I have messed up and missed like at least three concerts so far that, that, that were near the Netherlands. So whatever. But I'm. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm sure. I'm sure. We will all get there. Absolutely. I want to thank our wonderful, wonderful guests, which um, Sachit rightfully pointed out are absolute naturals. Yeah. Uh, some of them, I think, had it's only been their first time ever. So it's really, really exciting um, to have them uh, to have had them on the show. Um, I hope that you learned a little bit about TCKs and some of the difficulties that we have faced so far. And yeah, Sachit, yep. do you want to add anything? No, I think it's it's it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, what do you think, Chervando? You know, like um, as a bit of a roundup, like how would you define us? How what, what are TCKs? What is this mysterious thing? You know, honestly, because because I remember in the in the at the opening of the show, you were like, you know, we're going to define the term later, and you never did. You know, so right. you're just leaving us hanging here. Come Absolutely. on, Chervando. <laughs> I definitely do not want to leave my audience hanging. Such a don't even think for a moment that that's the case. It's a good move. Right. Um, I would say that TCKs are just people. Aha. Uh-huh. Normal people who lead normal lives. So the in brainwash. So the American brainwash Aliash has brainwashed Jovan now, <sighs> and the disease spreads. Indeed, and they are normal except for one thing, Sachin. Yes. They have a third arm. <gasps> no way. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's good. This is how I know you're my brother. You know, this is this is what true brothers are. Exactly. Yeah. If, if one TCK wants to can, know, can, can I get a third arm high five? <laughs> Hell yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is how t- uh, TCKs can identify each other. They ask for each other's third arm high five. Exactly. Yeah. And then we do this passport juggle, you know, with three arms, which no human being can replicate. That's how we exactly. get through customs with all the drugs that we do. <laughs> exactly. You heard it from the man himself, Sachit. Exactly. Anyway, it's been amazing being on uh, radio again this week. I'd like to thank all the people who make this possible. Uh, most importantly, RTV and Code Zero for Three. RTV, thank you for allowing us to use your studio to make strange noises. Code Zero for Three, thank you for your continued support of our initiative. We are very happy to work with you, and we will continue to work with you in the future. Uh, before we sign off, a quick little cultural agenda. Um, We have uh, a neoliberal um, party on Friday. Just a second. Sachet will be back. Yes, there is a party for Lebanon on Friday. There is the Aquafest at Mandrill, which has a few uh, feminist parties, I believe. And there is uh, a talk on sustainability next Tuesday at the Dominic Cannon. Uh, does individual action make a difference? That sounds super interesting, guys. I mean, all of these things sound very interesting. Party for Lebanon, Aquafest at the Mandrill, and does individual action make a difference at the Dominicana next Tuesday? So, see you there, and if not, see you next week with RTV. And to close, to, uh, the closing track will be Golden Brown by the Stranglers. Thank you. Thanks.
texture like sun Lays me down with my mind She runs throughout the night No need to fight Never a frown with golden brown Every time just like the last On her ship tied to the mast Two distant lands Takes both my hands Never a frown with golden brown Through the ages she's heading west From far away, stays for a day Never a frown with golden brown Maastricht. 
87.5. Op de kabel 107.5 in de Eter. Dit is Ewald van Liemt met het radionieuws. Het chemiebedrijf Gemoers in Dordrecht heeft illegaal gen-X-houdend afval naar België geëxporteerd, zo laat milieuminister Van Veldhoven de Tweede Kamer weten. Gen-X wordt door Gemoers gebruikt bij het maken van teflonproducten, zoals anti-aanbaklagen in pannen. Gen-X is een van de mogelijk kankerverwekkende PFAS-stoffen in de Nederlandse bodem. Gemoers is er de enige producent van. Er is procesverbaal opgemaakt en de illegale afvaltransporten worden strafrechtelijk onderzocht. Bij een busongeluk in Slowakije zijn twaalf personen omgekomen, waaronder vier middelbare scholieren. Tenminste 17 anderen raakten gewond.